Hello, listeners. The PCPS would like to invite you to a whole new way of supporting this podcast. With much gratitude to our monthly supporters on Patreon, we've listened to those of you who like choices, and some of you would prefer to make a one-time donation instead. Done. You can now go to the PCPS website at poppreservationist.com and scroll down until you see a button that says, Help Us Keep on Truckin'. The Pop Culture Preservation Society is a completely independent production, written, produced, and distributed by Carolyn, Kristen, and Michelle, and your monetary support is our only source of revenue. This is what pays our bills and keeps the podcast up and running. If you'd like perks to go along with your donation, then a monthly Patreon membership is still the right choice for you. You can choose a level of support that fits your budget, Superstar, Solid Gold, or Bicentennial, and get PCPS extras in your inbox as a token of our appreciation. Episode extras or outtakes, bonus material, downloadable art, and more. And if you still just want to make a one-time donation, you can pay for a full year at once and get a fat discount. We need to give a big thank you to some of our supporters on Patreon, the people who provide the gas in our tank so we can show up here for you each and every week. A big thank you this week goes out to Debbie, Lisa, Raquel, Jill, Christina, Christine, Amy, and Tanya. We are good Minnesotans, so we hate to inconvenience you, but we will if it means we get to keep doing this job. Thank you so much, and please enjoy the show. All of this came together as if it had to do with puberty. And so I thought having a poltergeist was something that came with puberty, like acne. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Hello, world. is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. To the Pop Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the Big Wheel generation who started their school shopping at Kinney, Strideright, or Tom McCann before moving on to Sears. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear, like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today, we'll be saving all of the unrelated pop culture questions that don't deserve an entire episode, but we need the answers just the same. In a rousing game of Husker Du, also known as Do You Remember? I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. Come to Ken Barry. Today's episode is inspired by a question I've had since the day we started this podcast, but there's never been an appropriate time to bring it up. It doesn't fit anywhere, and it certainly doesn't deserve its own episode, but I need to get it out of my head. And so Carolyn and Michelle and I have harvested all of our random Gen X ponderings, and we're going to drop them right here, all of them, apropos of nothing, and see what happens. It's a huge experiment, and it could be an epic fail. Someone could be like, do you remember the time when XYZ and the rest of us are like, nope, <laughs> we're just moving on. <laughs> so let's start with the definition of Husker Du. Technically, it's a Norwegian or Danish, but I've also heard Swedish phrase that translates to, do you remember? But we know the phrase Husker Du from a Scandinavian board game that was created in the 1950s and became popular in the U.S. because of an as-seen-on-TV commercial from 1973. Around the world, Husker Du means Do You Remember? A memory exerciser that's fun for children, fun for everybody, a great family game. Each player tries to find matching pieces by removing two discs. If the pictures match, he keeps the discs. A star. He's seen that before. He remembers and gets another turn. 36 pictures impossible to memorize. No complicated rules. It's easy to play. Hooskadoo. Only $3.99 from Pick'em. And you guys, it supposedly had subliminal messages in it saying, get it. Oh, that sounded so ominous. <laughs> I also it was feel subliminal, like, so it had to be I've, really quiet. But I also feel like subliminal messages is a thing that I want to be like, do you guys remember when every, everything yes. has subliminal messages? Okay, guys, can I just tell you? You want to be who's screwed right in the moment? Yes. Okay. Let's start it. Let's, I let's have go. started on my meditation app. They have some subliminal messaging <laughs> meditation things. So it's music playing, but it has subliminal messages Wait, in it. I want and I that. fall asleep to that. Is it Last an night, insight timer? Yes. Oh, so I just, need that one. Just yeah. um, put in subliminal in the little search bar. <laughs> 
and it'll come up. And I figured this morning after listening to my third last night, I thought, no, these have to go through some some kind of like, I don't know, some professional people. Yeah, they're not Mm -hmm. saying, you know, leave your husband and go (laughs) rob a bank or something like that. But I wouldn't know because it's subliminal. Oh, so you don't even know what the subliminal message is. No, well, it gives you a theme. Of like okay. what it is, like positive thoughts or, uh, you know, feelings of abundance. Last night, I did kind of think I heard as I was falling asleep, like a, a male voice really like low in there, but I wasn't sure and I was half asleep. So I thought, well, if I rob a bank, you guys do now know everyone. <laughs> your defense. Is, right? Yes. Well, that's how do you defense. feel today? Let's see if we can work, if we can reverse engineer this. Yeah. Well, I, I feel good. I guess I can't remember what. I don't feel feel good. good. I can't remember what last night was. Carbs. (laughs) Is that true that it actually had subliminal messages in it, or is that an urban myth? Oh, Oh, I think that I was supposed to click on this link from Kristen that says, "Oh, (laughs) subliminal appeal of the Husker do," which I did not. So (laughs) I thought it was another YouTube video to insert. So I didn't. Do I do some real yeah, time? scan it fast. Scan it fast and see, because I want to I know the answer. Okay, hold on, everyone. Wait, a scene, we know the scripture. The title of the article is The Subliminal Appeal of Huskerdu. And then the subtitle says, A 1973 effort to brainwash children into buying a rather uncool board game. So the jury's still out on how effective subliminal messaging was, particularly in this ad. Most research suggests that it has relatively little to no impact on whether or not someone will buy a product, although it may influence brand choices. And that is why it's widely banned from commercials. Who knew? But the only it has only been rarely used, and the most notorious case was in 1973 when the technique was included in a commercial for Husker <laughs> You guys, it was. Oh my so it gosh. really was in there. Was it visual or was it auditory? Like, did it say on the screen, get it? Oh, it says, yes. When So a commercial was aired during the 1973 Christmas season, which featured the words, get it, appearing in subliminal tachistoscopy. Tachistoscopic. Cuts. Sorry. What I guess, the hell you know, is that? I guess it's like you see it, but you don't see it. Um, Maybe given it's like the, the cuts of the way it was edited. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch the so commercial. So we didn't see it. I want to watch the commercial and then watch the next week it shows up at my door because I ordered yeah. it. <laughs> like, well, I don't even know why. Where did this Husker do come from? That's right. This um, 1973 commercial is still right. having an impact. Well, once people found out about this um, subliminal messaging, they were pissed. And so they started complaining to the FCC and the FTC. Um, and guess what? All this p- publicity brought much more attention to the game, and people went out and bought the game. Well, here at the PCPS, we started using the phrase when we kept getting bombarded by things that jogged our memories in explosive ways. Something you haven't seen or heard or thought about for literally 40 or 50 years suddenly smacks you in the face and becomes crystal clear. We call that getting hooskerdude based on the suggestion of a loyal listener named Gail who recognized that we were all getting hooskerdude. We were all experiencing that same sensation when we interacted with the Pop Culture Preservation Society. And so today, we're just going to go around the table, the three of us, and say over and over again, do you remember and see what happens? We have not (laughs) told each other what we're going to be asking or what things we're going to be bringing up. So who knows? Who knows? So good luck, everybody. I hope you all get Husker Dude. So I will go first. Okay, so here's the question that has been on my mind for years, but it just does not fit into an episode anywhere. Do you remember when the Doobie Brothers were on What's Happening? No. <laughs> No, this Way is to starting the out show. well. Should I, I say don't. yes for good? No, no. TV? I'll go. Ahead. I'll. Exp- I'll just explain it because I still need to. I need to vent. I need okay. to rant. So the Doobie Brothers were on What's Happening, and to this day, I'm like, why? 
why were the Doobie Brothers on What's Happening? It makes no sense. And I've asked other people about this too. And they will look me totally serious in the face and go, I know, I don't get it. So it's not just me. I'm not the only one. So this was an episode from January of 1978. And it just seemed like a very awkward pairing. Not that black people can't like music by white people. <laughs> but when Raj and his little sister Dee were listening to the Doobie Brothers sound check prior to their concert and acting like they were all into it, it felt disingenuous to me. Did it? <laughs> it yeah. yeah. It felt like Raj and Dee were faking it. Like they didn't really care, especially when you look at like reruns music and what rerun was dancing to and what Shirley Hemphill, I can't remember what the waitress's name was at the diner, what the music was on the jukebox at the diner. It does seem kind of like a weird um, guest spot. Yeah. Well, now that you've um, tickled our fancy, um, please tell me you did some research (laughs) to find out why the Doobie Brothers were on What's Happening. Did you well, not I do- tried not to. I really tried not oh. to do some research, but I was like, I'm just going to, and I've never done this before yesterday. So I was like, yeah, why the hell were the Doobies on What's Happening? And it's pretty vague, but it appears that it might be that they were courting a broader audience. Like they didn't want oh. What's Happening to be a show just for black people. They wanted it to be for white people too, which it was. So I'm not sure why they needed to do that. It did oh, yeah. not solidify. The, the doobies being on What's Happening did not solidify my watching What's Happening. Right. That's just, that's an odd, the doobies always seemed older to me anyway. Maybe that's because they were when I was younger. But I mean, I watched What's Happening and I think if the doobie brothers were on, I might have been like, who's that? Or my parents listen to that. Or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Seems not for odd. children or teenagers. Yeah. Right. Rerun right. was definitely not listening right. to the doobies. Right. He might have been smoking some doobies. <laughs> they got confused. It was That's just confusing. Right. Not if, those doobies. <laughs> yeah. They're like, the writers are like, the writers write, write a whole episode, and then all of a sudden, here come the Doobie Brothers and the writers like, are oh, like, what? No, yeah. no, no, that's no, not no. what we were talking about. <laughs> we wrote that we needed to bring the Doobies in. We yes. meant different well, Doobies. I would have brought the Doobie Brothers in, I'm sure, if they had sent me out. Like, Carolyn, go get the Doobies. <laughs> I'd be like... <laughs> Going out like, yeah, and I'd be fine. I found a doobie brother. Like, the guy with the long hair. What are we doing here? (laughs) This is not the right show for us. We should be on Adam (laughs) Twelve. Oh my God, Adam Twelve. Remember that? Oh gosh. One Adam Twelve handle code three. Okay, are we ready to hear mine? Yes. Mm And I hope it doesn't happen, like which Stephanie and Kristen. I don't want you guys to go. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, that's very anticlimactic. Okay. That was a fun conversation, though. Yeah, true. I learned Do you a lot. guys remember the mini page? And what? I'm going to show it to you. Yeah, show it to us because I don't. When I saw this, <laughs> I, I was husker dude okay. immediately. And I'm hoping you can see it. The mini page. Oh. No, I don't okay. know what that is. It's a looks like a little newspaper. It is. And so it was a weekly supplement that came in the regular newspaper. Mine came in the Houston Chronicle, I think, on Wednesdays. And it was right in there in the newspapers, oh. printed on newsprint. It would have um, an, like a lead article. In this case, it was Amy Carter's new school. It was a visit to Amy Carter's <gasps> new elementary like school. Oh, I was so into Amy Carter and where she went to school. Because yes. she went to public school. In the inside, maybe you'll recognize. I'm sorry, I know the, but like this was the inside. There'd be games. There was. Let's a, put because our listeners, because our listeners right now are like, what are they? We're going to put um, these images Carolyn's showing us. Will be in the weekly reader on Friday. So yes, um, for so sure. you can be Husker dude as well. Because that's exactly what happened to me. Was I had I saw the picture and I immediately got this. Um, got this feeling. And the thing was, I wasn't even sure why I was getting it. Like my body reacted before my mind did. Yeah. Okay, that's just another like, level. Yes. Uh-huh. Seeing that masthead with that, like, you know, it looks like kids drew it and there's little like mm-hmm. kids stick figures kind of reading on the um, top of the letters. And I immediately had this like happy feeling, but I'm like, what is this? And then I was mm-hmm. like, that, that's the thing that came in the newspaper. And, and it was national. It. it wasn't just in the Houston Chronicle. Correct. It was a woman in North Carolina, I think at the University of North Carolina, actually, like in the journalism school. But um, 
I remember holding it up and like pretending I was reading the newspaper. You know, it was kind of oh, like that so same. Sophisticated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Do you so, smoke a cigarette too? Yeah. Listen it to was, the Doobie um, Brothers. I loved it. So any of our listeners who also enjoyed mm-hmm. the mini page, let me know because I know Kristen and Michelle really missed out. I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? I know that that's why I think this episode is so fun because even if the other two of us are like, uh-uh, <laughs> right. we do have listeners listening who are saying, mm-hmm. I do remember the Doobie Brothers on What's Happening, or I do remember that. Um, and that's what's so fun about it. I also do think that getting Husker Dude is, Carolyn, like you said, it's, it is – it is all types of sensory emotions going on, right? We call mm-hmm. it sometimes nipple lightning too that we get when we get Husker Jude, but sometimes I say I get a twisty feeling in my tummy or it makes us feel like we're going to cry. That's the beauty of being Husker Jude. I am very interested though in that physical reaction that you had because that just shows you the how deeply embedded yes. these memories are, how far into your brain material it was hidden so that you can't even, it hasn't even reached your consciousness exactly, yet. Exactly. Consciousness. I have trouble right. with conscience. There's conscience Con- and there's conscious. Consci- consciousness. Consci- yes, consciousness. And your, and your body is already Reacted reacting to yes. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is fascinating to me. There's some science behind that. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so... This was a um, interesting task for me because um, I, since I, you know, um, I feel like I get Husker dude on a daily, weekly basis, um, coming up with the social media posts, right? And I know that a lot of our listeners, our followers, get Husker dude on a daily basis by looking at the daily Gen X memories that we share. So what I kind of have done is I've just kind of gone back in my own archives and the things that I have found that have really blown my mind the most over the past two years. Um, and that's what I'm going to share with you guys. So the first one is, do you remember the original Mickey Mouse Club album? And I wish I had well, a picture. Like You're going to pretend, 50s, right? R- right. It's from okay. it's the 1955 to 1959 cast. The ones that was led by Jimmy, um, J I M M I E. Oh, Karen, Karen and Cubby, Sharon yeah. and Darlene and Doreen and Bobby and of course Annette Funicello. Mm-hmm. Well, the original album. I still have my original album, and it's something that when I came across after we started this podcast, I really think I started to cry. And I put it on my record, my re- little record player in my office. You guys, I was instantly taken back. So yes, this OG cast was originally in the 50s, but they re-ran all the time in the mm-hmm. 70s. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of our Gen X listeners who were young children in the 70s watched the Mickey Mouse Club. I watched it religiously. This was one of my favorite albums. And I'm going to play a snippet of two songs that when I heard them for the first time in decades made me feel every feeling you can imagine, and I started to cry. So this is the first one, and this is Annette Funicello singing Don't Jump to Conclusions. Now in the city where I lived, I had a careless friend who started across the street so happily. He thought because the light was green, no car would cross his path. Oh, but that's where he was wrong, unfortunately. Because he jumped... He got contusions <laughs> by jumping to conclusions. <laughs> and it goes the song. And then she goes, so be careful, guys and uh, gals and guys, if you um, if you want to minimize delusions. And it, I heard that song and I thought, oh, my God, what is what is happening right here is the other one. And this was one of my very favorites. And you guys, when I watched the Mickey Mouse Club, and hopefully listeners, you're getting who's screwed right now too, because when we watched the Mickey Mouse Club, there were certain days that it was the day for the talent roundup. And here's Jim. Oh, that was my favorite. Saddle your pony, here we go, down to the talent rodeo. Gather up Susie, Jack, and Joe, join the talent roundup. Round them up, bring them in, everybody's sure to win. Step right up, here we go. Isn't it so cute, you guys? That one sounds so, more familiar to me, but this, that was probably on the show, right? Oh, my gosh. It was on the show. Yes, and she, uh, Annette Funicello, there is a really cute clip you can find on YouTube where she's singing Don't Jump to Conclusions on the show, but it wouldn't have been a weekly thing like the Talent Roundup was, and then they would all do different talents and stuff, but um, but yeah, that's something that I hadn't heard or thought of in decades, and when I did, uh, my mind was blown. This is a good example of a show that I didn't know when it was on. 
And if you don't know when it's on, you're at the mercy of your parents. Like, I'm turning the TV on for you or telling you to come sit down. It was definitely on after school, but this was a time when I was in kindergarten. I had a little TV in my room. It was a little black and white, but I could watch the TV and I watched, um, actually it probably wasn't black and white. I just think it was because all the reruns I watched after school were black. <laughs> Those are all black right. and white. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right. I remember when the TV would say, you know, they'd be announcing a show like that girl in color. And I did not, I had a black and white TV. And so when they said in color, I didn't even know what that referred to. I didn't, in color what? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that what I was watching was not in color. Honest to God, I think I was looking, I thought I was looking at color. Well, I have a very um, distinct memory of when we got our first color TV and it sums up my family and our (laughs) dynamic so well. So we were sitting in, um, I had to be... Probably before kindergarten. It was the middle of the day, and I think my mom was probably watching a soap opera or something. And the doorbell rang, and my mom went to get the door, and it was a delivery man delivering our brand new color television, <gasps> which she oh. had no idea about. What? Which, if you know my mom, you don't like make a purchase like that, Dad, without consulting That's like buying a house. mom. Yeah. yeah, or a car. Mm-hmm. And so. It came in on this, um, there was like this rolly cart for it, and then it sat in that cart. And it was like the middle of the day, my dad was at work, and my mom was just like, it was so cool, but she was so mad. And I was like, what is this thing? And it was so, I don't know, it was such a day because we weren't expecting it. She didn't know what to do, and we had a color TV. And it was so much bigger <laughs> than the one we had before. Mm-hmm. And I just... Wow. And I'm sure I can call my mom after this and say, remember when we got the color TV? And then I'm sure my dad was, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. For kind sure. Of a thing. That's, was his <laughs> he wanted to watch MO. the game in color. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But just, you know, hide it under, I'm going to su- surprise my wife <laughs> and daughter in the middle of the day. With this color my wife TV. who doesn't want it. We didn't get a color TV until I was in fifth grade. And before, oh. prior to that, so that's like 1978, 19, no, it would have been 1979, you guys. What? All we had was a little 13-inch portable Wait. Panasonic TV, black and okay, white TV. Okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. We're just going to stop here <laughs> because you are now telling me that you, until 1979, you watched the Brady Bunch in black yes. and white. Mm-hmm. You watched yes. Little House on the Prairie in black and yes. white. Mm-hmm. The Waltons was in black and white. Yes. Kristen. 100%. That you can now see my confusion where they say in color. I'm like, in what? What is Right. Can you this imagine what This was the only thing. Like? This is what I knew. What happened in 1976 when you were watching the Bicentennial on the fireworks over the I Statue of Liberty? I didn't even know. I swear. It was like it turned color in my, like my, my yeah. ocular nerves, like turned it into color or something. I didn't even realize I was watching black and white. I didn't oh even know. Goodness. That's and so we, interesting. We could just walk around with that, with the TV. I could yeah. bring it in my room. We could put it in the bathroom. We just walked oh, around the, our house. Oh, one of those TV. little kind. 13 mm-hmm. inches. Your yeah. whole family would gather yeah. around the 13. The 13 wow. inch TV. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I, I'm just. And involved. we were a big TV family, too. We were not a TV in the closet family. Well, I'll blow your mind even more. I know that mine wasn't black and white because the only TV we've ever had in my family, and my mom still has it today, my mom (gasps) has never bought a new TV in her entire life because she likes to be very anti-TV. My mom always had this thing about hating, she hated how in living rooms, the TV was the central thing. So we could watch TV, but you had to take it out of the closet and like sit it on the floor and then everybody would lay on the floor and watch TV. And then you'd have to put it back in the closet. Never had a new TV in her entire life. Hasn't watched it in years. And believe me, when I got married and everything and had my own, we were like, TV in every room, TV over the mantle, <laughs> TV, TV in the in bedroom. The- we love TV. Yeah. Like, come on. Okay, Kristen. Yep. Um, okay, you guys, what the hell was Hands Across America? What was it? I still don't know. <laughs> like, was it up with people? <laughs> Is it the same? I don't know. I don't no, know. No, wasn't it Hands Across America? Wasn't that like a um, You were literally going to hold hands. Thing? Oh, that's right. Oh, yes. that's right. You're going to hold hands, and there, it was going to go from one coast to the other with people all holding hands. I have trouble believing that that actually happened. But then why were we doing this? What for? I don't know. Well, but I do I, remember Hands Across America. Yeah, I'm getting hoosker, dude. Although mm-hmm, I'm also now wondering... My first thought was, was it like an up with people type of thing? So now it's making me wonder what the hell's up with people. What is up with yes. people? Yeah. Yeah. 
They performed at the Super Bowl. Didn't Up With People perform at the Super yeah, Bowl? But didn't they – they did not long ago, I th- or I don't know when, but I, didn't they come to our schools and perform? Was Isn't it just that- like yay people? It was like a variety show? <laughs> was it Up like- With Animals. Up with, I know. <laughs> it was oh, – People are great. Yeah. People. And now I know I, that's not true. <laughs> no, that is not true, yeah. Yeah, I really people. do think my exposure to them was they came to our school and performed. I almost feel like they were recruiting. Was yes. there a yes. recruiting I effort? Almost, I almost yes. feel like, say you're, you uh-huh. go to um, college for musical theater, it'd be <laughs> yeah. really cool if you're like, did you know that Donna got hired with the Up, Up With, with people? people, like Northeast yeah. Travel Touring group? It would be like being a Mouseketeer. <laughs> or oh. on a cruise ship. Super wholesome. Yes. That, that's super yes. wholesome. wholesome. Yeah. Okay, but yes. can we go back to Hands Across America? Yeah, Hands Across because America. Because I want to know what's the purpose. Is it just that we're yeah. all friends? We're all we're all people. And what happens? So if you really are making a chain of people from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast, you can't go through all the states. You have to go straight. So do, what happens to the people in Minnesota? Do they not get to be part of Hands Across America? Well, and what happens if no, there's you have like to, a you have to body of water? It. You're going to have yeah, to go what if, up and you're down. You're going to around. Like yeah. the Mississippi. <laughs> What if you're in the Rockies? What are yeah. the rules? Like, what counts? I need to know. Okay, yes. I'm gonna. Should I look it up quickly? Let you should. Look. Yeah, I'm just gonna look it up quickly, and we'll just see. Because I resisted, of course, looking these things up. Hands across America. Okay, it was a public fundraising event on oh, Sunday, May 25th, 1986. When five to six point five million people held hands for fifteen minutes in an attempt to form a continuous, a continuous human chain across the contiguous United States, the purpose. Okay, the event aimed to raise money to fight poverty and hunger by literally uniting millions of Americans in a single cause, forming a human chain. Okay, but and you would have to go across like the highway. Like I was going to say Route yeah, 66, but Route 66 yes. doesn't even go across the entire United yeah. States. What's the interstate that goes across the entire United States? That's the only way you could do it. No. No, it's 95 is north and south. Yeah, I don't know right. that there's one that goes all the way across. I think you have to like get on. You would have the chain of people like at exits and then going <laughs> yeah. back on on ramps and <laughs> off ramps. Exits. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Can we, there probably were so many like – um exceptions to the rule there would have to be yes okay it looks like they made 15 million bucks oh oh uh let's see it featured this moment featured oprah winfrey mickey mouse and michael j fox of course (laughs) yes probably ended at disneyland yeah um there were protests oh okay wait i'm I'm all over the place here. There were protests against Hands Across America. You wouldn't imagine people having a problem with a charitable effort, but Hands Across America faced controversy early on for mapping out a route that began in New York City's Battery Park and ended up in Long Beach, California. Oh, this answers my question. States and cities that weren't included in the route, snaking through Pennsylvania, Maryland, Ohio, Kentucky, and Arizona, among others, objected to being left out. Of course. Including Senator Ted Kennedy. He said, hey, man, I'm not on board. Okay, there were lots of gaps that had to be filled. Um, So when Hands Across America launched at 3 p.m. on Sunday, May 25th, the Associated Press estimated that approximately 5 million people would be participating, but they were short quite a bit. In Indiana, they needed 400,000 people, but only 250,000 showed up. In Arizona, 109 people stood in a section that needed 1,300 people. Well, right. Did you say in Arizona? Yeah, in Arizona. Because it's May. It was probably 112 degrees. Right. Who's going to do that? I'm going to keep my hands to myself. Um, When there was a gap in the line, organizers filled it with ribbons, ropes, banners, or even cattle. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be like Iowa. One's holding a tail. One's got his hand on the nose. remember getting that sugar cube under your tongue for the vaccine and then they'd squirt stuff on it? 
Um, I think my sister did, which she's your age. I don't okay. think I, I think by the time I was around, we didn't do that anymore. She also has a TB thing that's yes. like a little I, scar I, on her arm. I just missed the I TB. Too. Oh, See, I, don't, I didn't weird. have to get it. We, I think that was by state, the age oh. for that. Because oh. some of my friends would have it and I didn't, of course. Oh, you know what that meant for Carolyn? She felt left out. Like, I think at one point I even tried to draw one on my arm so I looked like I had one. It's like a little circle. Yeah, yeah with like yeah. the little holes and in it. And mine is yeah. on the back of my shoulder instead of on my arm because the nurse said she didn't want it to show in my prom dress. And you were what, like four? Yeah. Oh my God, that's adorable. So though. a lot mm-hmm. of people have that. So we're right on the cusp of that. Yeah. Obviously, we're on It's like evidence. a brand though. It's kind of it awful. Is. I'm branded. The, I totally forgot about it until just now. And this is my other question for you guys. My pediatrician would let us take the syringe home after we got the shot. And I was wondering if anyone else. (gasps) No. So like they they took the needle part off somehow. That came off. Oh, okay. Thank God. And then they just rinsed it out in water. And then they just and they gave it to. to oh, that us. seems okay though, because then I would have totally loved to play with that with my yes. baby dolls or in so, the bathtub, put water in it. Wait, we must have Carolyn because I now just as I'm saying that I played with them in the bathtub. I do put the water in and I squirt water out. I'd but squirt. you would get those in your doctor kits too. But oh, the maybe that's yeah. kit ones weren't official. They were like plastic. No, they weren't official, but they you could still see. squirt water out of them. Well, this is true, but mine I like to feel were, was like the OG real thing. <laughs> so if you play doctor at my house, you were getting yeah. the real deal. Maybe um, you were getting a little bit of a leftover vaccine. I was going to say, I don't care if you're rinsing it out in the sink. That's all. That is not a sterile piece of machinery. That is That could have a little vaccine residue on it. Right? And who knows mm-hmm. what I did? I think I probably put water in it and probably shot it into my mouth, my mouth too. Yeah, in your drink. eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that same note, this isn't my next one, but did you guys at school, and this is a horrible thing to do at school, just like they weighed us at school know, in front of everybody. Right. Did you guys have to go and chew those little pills and then yes, smile and you could see one. if you had bad yes. teeth? Oh, sorry. For fluoride. No, that's okay. Yes. yes. That is my next one. They're called disclosing tablets. Is that what they're called? That's, that's what horrible. Called. It is horrible. It's especially horrible. for people, maybe like you and me, Michelle, because, you know, I would chew them and I would have a lot of space, you know, it was supposed to show you how poorly you were brushing, brushing your teeth. Your teeth. I was a terrible was, yeah. teeth brusher, toothbrusher. Yes. And so then I would get all upset and I'd brush my teeth again and then I'd do, <laughs> do the thing and there'd still be some. My gums were probably like just falling apart because I was yeah. brushing so much because I... I wanted to do it correctly. I wanted to be right. right. It was like a grade on my teeth brush. I remember how horrified I felt looking yes. at Amy Haig because her <laughs> teeth were all red. It was and probably me. I just felt horrible for her. Like everyone's looking. See? She couldn't hide it. She no, couldn't you hide, can't it. hide it. No. It was awful. And then and I would. scarred you. And they. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And you would bring it home because the dentist would come visit you at school or the dental hygienist lots of times yeah. it was. And they'd have the big tooth and they'd show you how to brush your <laughs> teeth. And you'd go home with a little bag that had the disclosing tablets in it and maybe a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I and can't I believe just, that's what they were called. They yeah. should have just called them shame tablets. No kidding. Right. Same thing. Yes. Same mm-hmm. diff. Right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, good one. Okay. Well, I'm going to switch back to a TV show and I know that – Kristen and I were both who screwed by this when we were um, tallying up all of our listeners' votes for TV theme songs. And I remembered that I watched this show that was only on for two seasons that was only on from 81 to 83, and it was called Love, Sydney. We're friends forever, and when the rest are gone, it's you. Starred Tony Randall as Sydney Shore, who was a single closeted gay guy. Um, and Swoozie Kurtz was a single mother with whom he shared his home. And then her little daughter lived with them, whose name was Patty, and she was played by Kalina Kiff. And she was so, so cute. It was the first program on um, television, on American television, to feature a gay character as the central character even though his sexual orientation was very much downplayed um, for I most don't of the series duration. You said it was 81 to 83. Right. I would have been high school. That probably wasn't something I was mm-hmm. going to be watching. Although when I heard the song and I saw the um, 
could kind of see a little bit of the mm-hmm. opening sequence. I did kind of remember that part. So I think I remember like maybe ads for it. Maybe my sister watched it. Maybe, I'm yeah. almost going to say I think it was maybe on NBC. I for think it was. Reason, yeah, I remember. So good with the networks. I don't Caroline know why. I think it was. The network. I, I believe maybe it's how I was introduced to Swoozy Kurtz. I loved her. I, I was thought for she sure. was so cute. Yes. Mm-hmm. But for those of you listening who I know were who's screwed by that, I'm going to definitely put that clip of that open in this week's weekly reader so you can li- listen to the whole song and see it too. It's basically um, people giving a little girl hugs for the whole opening <laughs> sequence and swar- swinging her yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Swinging around. Little girl in ponytails and they're hugging her. Is Tony Randall gay? I don't. I don't know. Well, he's no. Well, he fathered was, a child when he was like <laughs> with his new wife when he was in his seventies. Oh, that's yeah, right. Oh, that's I right. Remember that. But he remember, like he was 90s. Felix Unger, who was always like people thought there was an undercurrent of gayness, that's even though true. he was mm-hmm. being left by his wife or he was divorced from his oh, wife on the odd right. couple. But as you know, if you were a closeted gay man, you were probably married in 1969 mm-hmm. or 1970. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who knows? But he was the gay one and Oscar was the straight one because right. he liked sports. <laughs> remember when Aaron on the Waltons had a poltergeist? <laughs> I didn't watch the Waltons. I was a what? little house person. Oh, is this one they jumped the shark or something? What are you talking about? You don't remember this? It was, no. they advertised this like crazy. There was a poltergeist in the Walton house on Walton's Mountain. And it had something to do with Aaron turning 13. And so all of this came together as if it had to do with puberty. And so I thought having a poltergeist was something that came with puberty, like acne. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. What year was That's this? terrifying. That's you a good have... question. I don't know. Okay, I'll have to look. <laughs> Hold on. When Aaron had a poltergeist. Did other people hear the poltergeist in the family? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It was a family issue. There's an article called, That Time the Waltons Had a Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> See? Okay, let's see. The Waltons. All right. Let's find out when this was. Maybe it was so scary I blocked it out of my mind. It's called The Changeling. This time the Waltons girl is turning 13, which is giving her anxiety. Is this what is causing the strange happenings around the house, or is there a poltergeist? The piano plays by itself. A vase floats off the mantle. And the... Oh, now I totally remember this. (gasps) And eeriest yet, her raggedy Ann doll creeps towards her bed. Oh, oh, God. That's terrifying. I I blocked that out of my head then. I do not. What? It was season seven, episode six. So that I might have been a little older then, and maybe I wasn't watching it then. Although she's turning 13. I feel like she was 13. October 26th, 1978. As her 13th birthday approaches, Elizabeth is caught between her dual desires to remain a girl and become a woman. Oh, Elizabeth, not Aaron. Oh, it is Elizabeth. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Okay. Yep. It is Elizabeth. Okay. So red hair, long braids, listeners, just to clarify. (laughs) Yes. Elizabeth, not Aaron. Wait, does that change it suddenly? Like, oh, now I remember that one. I just remember Aaron's poltergeist. No, but it was when you said the year, and I was thought, (laughs) yeah. I always thought Aaron was older than 13 the whole time. So that means Elizabeth was your age, essentially. You're exactly the same age as Elizabeth Walton. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, Ah. when I was 13, maybe I wasn't watching it anymore as much. I don't know, but that's creepy. And I'm going to go watch it now. I kind of want to watch it, too. We I want to see that. that I want to see that. Um, that that, that doll. Uh, raggedy yes. Ann. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I could kind of figure the piano playing, but you're going to tell me that there was a vase floating, and I don't know on Walton's Mountain. On Walton's Mountain, because everything else was so darn realistic. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't and know. they never, if I recall correctly, they tried to explain it away as if this was part of her. Um, her cognition and her anxiety, but they never said it was fake. They didn't oh. say that the things weren't happening. They definitely oh. were happening. Huh. I'm going to go watch that, and then we can have a little book club about it. Let's all just watch it for fun. We could do an episode about that. <laughs> Listeners, let us Halloween. know if you want us to do that. And I'm not a Walton's person, so you guys, I'm going to be like, the boy that was little with freckles, Yes, he's like running scared because I don't know anything about the Waltons except John Boyd. He had overalls on. I know. Then there was this little girl. I don't know who she was. Maybe she's a sister. I don't know. 
Okay. I've been wanting to talk about Elizabeth's poltergeist since 1978, and I haven't had anyone to do it. And so finally it's coming out, and I feel See, much better. We're going to do it, listeners. That. We are mm-hmm. totally doing it. Do you guys remember um, those pencil toppers that were like fruit, like um, human fruit, or like people fruit? They were like characters, fruit characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The arms. They had little arms like a strawberry. Yes, arms. they had little arms. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. And they go like this. I love yes. those. Well, I had, um, again, a Husker dude moment when I was somehow that popped up again, as it does in my scrolling or whatever. And there was the lemon one. The lemon was like a woman. <laughs> And she had like high heels and her legs like dangled <laughs> yeah, yes. off. Of I had that them. one. I got oh those at the book fair. I would get yes. those at the book oh, okay. fair. Well, of course, since they're not erasers, people, they're just pencil toppers. Yep. Lillian yep. didn't think they were very practical. So Carolyn <laughs> could not have that. So one of my very kind friends gave me the little lemon lady with her legs. And she has like high <laughs> heels on, I think really long eyelashes. Oh my and gosh. She dangled off my pencil so proudly because now I could be one of the. The, the cool kids, because mm-hmm. I had the lemon pencil topper. I'm going to switch to something that was in the news. Okay. Do you guys remember why you couldn't, why you shouldn't drive a Ford Pinto between 1971 and 1976, or why you shouldn't tail too close to one? Carolyn's yes. nodding her head. Of why, course. Carolyn? Why? Because they would explode. They would explode. I had forgotten the about tank. the Ford Pentos exploding. They had faulty gas tanks. They fuel had gas tanks, tanks, they tanks were them. in the wrong place. And I remember this was one of those things that was terrifying to me as like quicksand or something yes. like that. I yes. thought that was the was being Was driving. No, it's a Ford Pento. Ford and it's Pinto. driving oh. around and hearing in the news that these cars are exploding. Yes. And yeah. if you see one, yes. I would be terrified. Like, me oh, too. And if you guys Google it, this is so funny. Some of them had like big bumper stickers, but like so big, it was like a sign on their little <laughs> trunk that said, don't tail too close to me or else you're gonna, ex- we're all going to die, basically. <laughs> yes, they ended up recalling, but but for years, it wasn't like, get all the Ford Pintos off the street. It was just like, no, just stay back. No, right. just stay back, everyone. And I remember there were gags on TV where like a car would be getting too close to a Pinto and you're like, no, it's yes. too close. Right. How awful yeah. was that? And for some it was of us, just like, I got so I got that that yes. Purdue feeling of yeah. that almost like that trauma that I felt as a child, exactly. you know, because I was only like five six years old, yeah. And this was something that maybe my dad or somebody was like joking, like, oh, we're behind a Ford Pinto, don't want to, oh. And then probably I could see my dad like pretending like he was gunning oh, it, yeah. You oh, know, God. my dad would oh, do something God. like that. Um, and that's the first time I've ever said anything in a negative light about my dad. Don't, it isn't is. It? Well, it's <laughs> kind of fun though. I mean, it is. wow. Well, well, yeah, except for I when mean, you're terrifying your little well, exactly, child. Exactly. But, but that's that was so so that was my Husker Du moment when I read that not too long ago. I was like, oh my gosh, I would have never remembered that. But I think yes. I got Pintos and Gremlins and Pacers mixed up. I got those. Well, three Gremlins. Mi- we had up. a Gremlin. A Gremlin isn't doesn't really look a lot like a Pacer, but I can see where you're going with that because mm-hmm. they're all like kind of weird little bean shaped. They're weird shaped cars. cars. I think yeah. they were like the OG kind of hatchbacks. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. you know, a car yeah. that was a yeah, yeah, hatchback. Yeah. Because Somewhat the one hatchback. I saw that had it, like, mm-hmm. written in, like, giant letters. Like, literally, they took, like, the biggest marker they could find and was like, don't tail me. Um, it was on the little hatchback, like, under the window. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about I when mean, you those- guys, wouldn't you just, like, ride a bike? If you had yeah. a Pinto and that you knew that was a possibility and you were like, can't afford a new car, wouldn't you be like, well, public transportation or I got two feet? <laughs> That's right. I don't know that I would be like, that well, I'm going to chance odd. that today. And isn't that what um, what Kate Jackson drove in Did um, she? Charlie's Angels? Maybe. I don't I know. she had a Pinto. Well, and, well See, here's it's the so thing. practical. But yeah. Charlie's right. Angels, let me just fact check right. here. Charlie's Angels, I know, started in 1976 and this right. was... My, so be my facts say this was from 71 to 76, and then it was all solved. Okay. So maybe they were like, maybe this was Ford Pinto's way of trying to Product get- placement. Redemption. Get redemption. redemption. Yes. And yes. Even, mm-hmm. even Sabrina drives one. Damage so they're control. safe now. Yeah. Because Gosh. she's so wise and practical. Yeah. She's she so would smart. never take any but risks. I think it was brown. The brainy. Let's get yeah. her a brown Angel. Pinto. <laughs> like root beer colored. I think uh, all cars yes. were root beer colored in mm-hmm. 1976. Not, not um, Farrah's. Not, um, not true. 
Jacqueline Smith's. But um, just talking about cars for a second, because this, I don't have it written down, but Andy and I were talking about this the other day. Remember those little triangular windows in up in the oh, front? Oh, in the back. Of, yeah, well, and you oh, say in the they back, like but this. I remember them in the front. Both. Yeah. Both. Yes. And they, they have like pivot. a little, a little pivot. thing that you just pushed uh-huh. out. And I feel like it's the, the, um, it was for someone to put their cigarette out of. Like, I feel like it was <laughs> oh, the cigarette I thought was, window. I thought you it was know? for your feet. Like you could stick oh. your feet out the window. You know, it's just like a little thing. You push it and then the cigarette, you would see the smoke coming out of it. So the world like, is your it was ashtray. The vent. It was the vent. Yeah. Well, yes. if you didn't, if your ashtray in your car, which, you know, every car had them what, in the door handles, in the, in the, the back console. seat, there was one yes. that kind of, yeah. they were awful. Yeah. And oh. I remember like banging on it to get it to pivot. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't yes. an easy, I mean, well, this could it, be just my own experience yeah. in a VW bug trying to get it to move and it wouldn't because nothing worked in the VW bug and just like cranking on it, just hitting it to get it to pivot. I'm remembering it had a latch that did this, yeah, right? Yeah, it was like and a And I'm remembering it, would, yeah. it was really hard to do. And I can remember when you would put it back, you almost needed someone on the outside of it pushing right. it shut. <laughs> yeah. And then when you'd latch it, it would pinch your little fingers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was problematic, to be sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think we used ours very designed. often for that exact no. reason. Uh-uh. My mom was probably like, nope, that's dangerous. <laughs> Leave the triangle alone. Okay, I have a bunch of things that I, they were such a big deal to me, but I'm not sure if these big, if it was a big deal to the whole nation or if it was just a big deal to my classroom or my neighborhood. I really don't know. Okay. So I have some questions for you. I have like a collection of things I need to ask you about. Did you put big-handled combs in your back pocket? Yes. Back pocket or the side pocket of my San Francisco riding gear, painter pants. Your painter pants. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a, I mean, that's what that pocket is for. It's for a comb, right? I mean, okay. or a hammer, but right. <laughs> I, wasn't a, I wasn't a carpenter. I wasn't bringing one to school. Okay. Did Was it a big deal if your comb – did you have swirly combs? Did your oh, big-handled yeah. combs have swirls on them and you would, like, go to the store and it's mm-hmm. like, I don't have the green one yet. I want the green one. Yeah, you wanted you wanted like the cool the new cool comb for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, so that sounds na- so that's a national uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. Okay, were did you guys have a preference for trusty pencils? Was trusty the best? Oh, I thought you, was that a brand? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like my trusty pencil. This is no, the no, one no, that no. I got an no, A on was, my <laughs> test with, and you could bend them. They were oh, super oh, bendy. Oh, I do remember, I do remember And if you ones. held them like this, you held them between your finger and your thumb, and you would like wiggle it just a little bit, it would look like your pencil was wiggling. Well, yes, you, yes, But yes. that's it actually, looked- Kristen, you realize that that's actually with a with a wooden pencil. That's a that's an, like an yes, optical right. illusion. It's an if optical I did it right illusion. now, it yes. would look like my pencil mm-hmm. was doing that. But for whatever um, reason, we thought because it was a trusty, it was mm, wigglier. Okay. Huh. No, I don't remember that Yeah. Band. Okay, so that's that's a 50-50, it sounds like. Okay, here's another big one. There were two songs that were very popular on WLOL in the early 80s, and they were novelty songs, and I've never found anyone else who knows about these songs. The first one was called Hubba Hubba Zoot Zoot. Nope. Nope. No Hubba Hubba Zoot Zoot. Okay, and it was like, Hubba Hubba Zoot Zoot, a Zoot Zoot. That's all I know. <laughs> it was... Okay, that was so regional no, or local. That, so that's got to be local, hubba hubba zoot zoot. And then there was another one called Shut Up a You Face. Oh, I remember that what? one. Do you know Shut Up a You Face? Yes. I don't. It was like yeah. an Italian person. Shut Up a You Face. Shut Up a You Face. Yeah. Oh, and now, and I can't think of any of the lyrics. Why you look so sad. That's right. It's, not, it's a not so bad. <laughs> right. Something, something, something. <laughs> Shut Up a You Face. <laughs> Thank you. I was just husker dude. Got the husker hum going. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You can you so please sad. find that so we it's can put it in the weekly reader? Yeah. Can we put Shut it in the weekly reader? Yes. Can you find it? Well, I just want to know. Don't put in S H U T up Y A face. Shut up your face because the title is spelled S H A D D A P. Y O U R and then face. So and shut I up. I actually knew that. Face. Like I have oh, it in my notes. Know that. S-H-A-D-D-U-P. So some, I must have seen yeah. it written down somewhere. Oh and it's gosh. you face, right? Shut up a you face. No, this says your, but oh, no, it does? you, 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 you're okay. right. Shut up a you face. Okay, so do you want to hear the lyrics? Yeah. Yes. What's the matter, you? Hey, you got, wait, what's the matter, you? Gotta know respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up a you face. <laughs> 
to hear it, like actually hear it, because I wonder if I'd remember it. What's the matter, you? Hey, gotta no respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's not so bad. What year is it? 80. Do not remember it at all. I probably wasn't allowed to listen to it because it degraded mamas. Like, your oh. mama's going around, shut up of your face. Shut up of your face. Oh, you know what? I wonder if um, we were banned from saying shut up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we got in big trouble if we said shut up. Me, we did trouble. too. It was like mm-hmm. a swear word. And I was like, mm-hmm. shut up. <laughs> and I told you the first time I got in trouble um, for saying something sucks. Oh, yes. Oh, that was the other one. That yes. was the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my mom would, and my mom said to me, sucks what? Like she was so mad at me for saying it. I think I'd said it when I was babysitting. I'm like, oh, that sucks with, around the kids. And the mom called my mom to say that I said that. And oh, so, you got tattled on. Oh, yes. Yikes. Oh, my God. Or, like, oh, my God. I would have loved it. Said if that. It sucks what? And you were like, yes. And then she said that right in my face. And I was like, probably knew a little. I was just like, what? But I'll always remember, sucks what? Like, oh, my God. I don't know. Did you have an answer? Did you have any idea? Well, I kind of in my mind had an idea I wasn't going to say anything, but that's know, not but what it meant when we said something sucked. I didn't know that. I, I had didn't no idea. Either. No. It, I, I, I was like, that stinks. It's just that's a phrase, we Mom. That's what I would have said. It's just and, an expression. I mean, And she bad. said, well, then say it stinks. That's what she would have yeah. said. Yeah, stinks. <laughs> yeah, my sister used to say, you suck to me all the time, and she used to get in so much trouble. Well, ask my kids, because guess who wasn't allowed to say sucks at our house? Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. my kids aren't. It doesn't aren't. sound very nice. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Although it is over time, it is something that has changed meaning. Like now we call people dorks all the time. You wouldn't get in trouble for calling somebody a dork, but that's mm-hmm. a penis. So What? Yes, a dork Wait, is what? a penis. Yes. Kristen, according yes. to who? According to the people in the 1960s who used to say it. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going to Google, is a dork a penis? I'm scared of what's going to come up, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm doing it. And but then a... when people start, just like sucks, when people start using it in regular language, oh. then the meaning gets stripped away. Oh, actually, I did know this because it says a dork is actually the penis usually used in reference to whales. The dork mm-hmm. of the blue whale is the largest of all <laughs> mammals. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I think we have had a lot of really fun talks about animal penises in our family uh-huh. because of my daughter's a marine mammal behavioral specialist. So, um, you know, the dolphin penis is shaped like... Um, um, it's very interesting. What is it that's the corkscrew? Is that the duck? I think it's the duck. Is oh, a corkscrew I don't know. Penis. I thought it was the dolphin. They don't have a Well, corkscrew? dolphins have two penises, I think it's the dolphin. Oh, or is well, it the koala? No, it's the koala has two penises. It's a double dork. Well, now I'm not going to call anyone a dork again. That's well, no, awful. I'm full. No, you can because, I mean, and let's be honest, pretty soon fuck is not going to mean is not going to mean sex either. Which is really bad. Say because fuck all the time. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's just, it's meaningless. It renders it, it meaningless. Yes, exactly. And that's okay. what happens. All righty. The more you know. I just have, I, oh, I only have two more actually. Oh no, I have one more. Okay. Do you remember when that guy on putting on the hits lip synced to endless love and he played both Lionel Richie and Diana Ross and he turned his head this way and this way. Yes. Yes. He was split down the middle. One side of it was Lionel Richie and then he would turn and the other side of it was Diana Ross. I'm putting that in the weekly reader. That's fantastic. Was like television history. Yes. Remember, because when he started out, he's just to the side, and he's just right. Lionel like Richie. You're like, oh, this guy's doing Lionel Richie. Oh, this is beautiful. Wonder, I wonder where Diana Ross is. And when he turned, we all went, oh, what? <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> also slightly inappropriate now to dress right. up and like do, but at the same Only time. Only half inappropriate. True. <laughs> but so funny. Oh, it was man. so good. And coincidentally, I was watching the last season of Succession, and I saw the name Alan Fawcett in the credits. Alan Fawcett was the name of the host of Putting on the Hits. So I did myself a little Googling. It was him. Alan Fawcett from Putting on the Hits was in the last episode of Succession playing some, like, Richie Lawyer guy. And he's the guy who... Yes, it's the oh same guy. I verified it. Oh, my gosh. Well, I know. I'm glad that he... he um kind of worked his way up because (laughs) (laughs) I think that's shocking that he kept going. I loved that show. That was as big to me as Friday Night Videos. Uh Yeah. Gosh. Carolyn, do you have any more? Well, one thing, I'll do two and then we can be done. But one is, um, did you guys watch the New Zoo Review? Yes. I love that. No, but I feel, I have so much FOMO. 
because I everybody love, loves loved that. It. All our followers show. love it. I'm going to mm-hmm. post that on uh, social media soon. I love that show. The news you review. And let's just talk a little bit about layaway. Did your families do layaway? Oh, I did lay- I, my family didn't, but yeah. I did. Like in high school when I wanted that swimsuit and it was, it, I think it was like $38 and I only had 15 So well, I put 15 Well, we did down. it at Kmart for back to school stuff. And so oh, we would did. go earlier in the summer and then my mom would say like, oh, we have to go make a payment on the layaway. We go back oh to the... Then when you got to pick it up, when she made the last payment, you almost forgot the stuff that you had picked out. It was like Christmas morning. Yeah. It was so exciting. And what a great concept layaway was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there was no interest. No. They held your product. You didn't get the product right. until you were done paying. So And you, you could know, put any no payment loss. you wanted on it. Yes. Yeah, we put a few dollars did, on. Why did that go away? Credit cards. Too much book, bookkeeping? Oh, credit cards. Credit cards. Everybody because there's then, money to be made in credit cards. And, there's no and money interest. to be made in You're layaway. correct. Yeah. yeah. But it was good for me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I remember doing it in high school. My friend and I got matching outfits at Learners, and we put them on layaway, and we would both go, and um, and they were these shorts. They were like diapers. Did you guys ever have these shorts? So they were like an hourglass shape. And you kind of oh yeah put them on. You tied them. You tied it around your waist one way, and then you pulled it up and you tied it around in the back. So it had like two ties. If I'm making any sense, kind of like, a, di- like a paper like a diaper. bag short, like a paper bag type short. Oh, you mean like you go through your crotch, like you go underneath your? Well, it's like one, a one piece thing, yeah. like flat. Yes, and you like stood up and kind of put it yes. on, and you yes. tied it. And then you tied it in the back. Anyway, there's my husker so duke. Yes, so I'll have to see if I can find a picture or anything. They were very impractical, to be honest. Because when you went to <laughs> the bathroom, you kind of just had this huge flap hanging. You could only you yeah. could just oh, you un- have to unravel all of that. Um, untie it. Last one, because I mm-hmm. I just want to know this for sure. Could you guys actually get your sleeping bag rolled up and back in no. the little duffel thing after no. a sleeping after a sleepover? No. Thank well, God. Well, I never had I never had the duffel. I had it where you had to roll and tie it, but it, because the fabric was slippery, <laughs> when I would roll, I couldn't keep it tight. No. Right. So it was just like a gloppy mess when I went well, to tie it. It wasn't a tight little roll. Not only was the sleeping bag slippery, the little cords that you used yes. were like cords. They weren't like a sh- yes. if it had been like a shoestring. That would stay when you, but you would, right. you would tie it as tight as you can and it would go, it would just like slip back. And I remember and like I laying, tried. like trying to hold yes. it down so I uh-huh. could tie it. And I do remember mm-hmm. mine had a little duffel bag. So you, not only did you have to wrap it up, you had to wrap it up to a certain size, roll or it, it up. fit. Or it wouldn't fit. And yeah. so I was usually the one with it just folded over in like squares <laughs> thinking the cool girls, they got theirs back in the <laughs> duffel bag. Here I am. Just oh, my God. And it was a never-ending pursuit. Like, yes. every time I went on a sleeper, I'm like, this time I'm going to do exactly. it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna exactly. I'm going to get it this time. It's going to be nice and tight. Or if yeah. you got it, the whole thing slipped out the other end. Yes, like, exactly. a, like, it would yes, be like would one of those, like, Chinese right yo-yo out. things. Yeah. Yes. Like, it would go. <laughs> 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 it would just like. Oh, you guys, this is so fun. This I was know. so fun. Okay, I'm going to end this show with something that's going to blow your minds. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Do you guys remember? Let me put I don't have a hat on. Oh. (laughs) Darn it. Mike. Do you remember the name? Do you remember the game Gnipgnop? Loved it. I loved it. it. Still have it. Okay, so it was sort of like you'd you'd poke on these little on mm-hmm. these little buttons mm-hmm. and it would shoot these ping pongs across through and you try and get them through the holes to the mm-hmm. other person's side and it was sort of manic. Did you know that Gnipgnop is ping pong spelled backwards? <gasps> Thank you ladies and gentlemen. What? Thank you. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh-huh. It sure I is. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Ping pong. Oh, thank spelled you. backwards. I got it for Christmas one wow. year, and I have a picture mm-hmm. of it in my stack of Christmas presents right mm-hmm. next to it. It was an epic 70s Christmas. <laughs> I think there was a oh, holly, yeah. holly Hobby, Ganip Ganop, Light we Bright. We got that. We got the same year we got that. We got Toss Across. Oh, Remember yeah. Toss I think across we might have gotten Toss Across, too. I think we had Toss Across, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was fun, too. Wow. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. You guys, that was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you got Who's Doo as much as we did. 
And if you are not yet a supporter of the PCPS, you can learn how at patreon.com or you can make a one-time donation on our website to help us keep this operation afloat. But reviewing our podcast is another great way you can support us. Positive reviews are what drives the algorithm to show, I don't understand the algorithm, but I do know that positive (laughs) reviews are what drives it to show our podcast to more people. More listeners equals more people who are given permission to openly embrace their love for the love boat and Fantasy Island and Charo and Chachi. Chachi, Chachi, Chachi. Remember, we're here to save our childhoods from irrelevance, but it takes your help to make it happen. If you'd like to see that as-seen-on-TV commercial for the board game Husker Du, we'll be sending a link to the inboxes of all of our Weekly Reader subscribers. The Weekly Reader is our email newsletter. It's free, it's infrequent, and it's always fun. (laughs) To sign up, go to our website or click on our link tree in our Instagram bio. In the meantime, let's raise our glasses for a toast, courtesy of our friends on Three's Company. To good times. To happy days. To Little House on the Prairie. Cheers! Ah, shut up in your face! The information, opinions, and comments expressed on the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast belong solely to Carolyn, the Crushologist, and Hello Newman, and are in no way representative of our employers or affiliates. And though we truly believe we are always right, there is always a first time. The PCPS is written, produced, and recorded in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of the fictional WJM Studios and our beloved Mary Richards. Nanu Nanu, keep on trucking, and may the force be with you. Something always happens whenever we together, we get a house.